Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Wednesday morning. So the Kansas City Chiefs are sweating it up big time. (laughs) And St. Joe, they were sharing pictures yesterday. I'm sitting in my house in the AC, kids running around playing with toys, and I'm looking at these guys going, I don't know how you do it. I still feel for the kids playing high school ball right now because they're running drills too, man. Keep in mind, Mike. Their kids. Yeah, I know, but man, I remember. I remember running until I got sick. I mean, that's part well, of it, and that can happen if you're not in condition. Uh, Coach Petrino told us the other day. Uh, we talked about the hot weather. He said, "My guys need the hot weather. They need to get in shape." I can remember a game when I was oh quite young, a small small kid. Notre Dame had a great football team. Their final game of the year was in Los Angeles, as it usually is on the West Coast, either Stanford or Southern Cal. Playing Southern Cal in Los Angeles, game time temperature was 90. And this was late November, early December. I said, oh my gosh, how can these guys get bingo? Went right through it, won the game big, players. Yeah, you're perspiring and you're sapped after the game's over, but you're in condition to be able to. Drinking as much Gatorade as you can possibly <laughs> find. Uh, so, but you know what? You're right. And that does help with conditioning going into the season. That's a big thing. You don't want injuries. So hopefully these guys are getting conditioned. Do you think the Chiefs look ready for their final home preseason game against the Vikings and final home game period in the exhibition season there's only one this year there'll be two next year the way this three game schedule works yeah they're playing the Minnesota Vikings on Friday night at Arrowhead Stadium of course pregame here Ned Talk will be at 5 o'clock on Friday afternoon yeah the Chiefs say they are already maybe some dishevelment so to speak in the offensive line because they are young and Joe Tooney said the other day we need to come together we need to play as a unit The dishevelment comes from the fact that Austin Blythe, who they got from the Los Angeles Rams to start at center and kind of paved the way for Creed Humphrey, he's been out with a sports hernia. Humphrey's having to get in there and play himself for the most part. Uh, Other than that, Tyreek Hill still has a bit of a hamstring pull. They'll not risk him in preseason games at all. And and anybody who has a nagging injury, they're not going to play, but... Hey, the Chiefs are better than the Vikings. It should be a nice little test. How much the regulars are going to play remains to be seen. Probably not much, but you know what? That's the thing. If you're watching these preseason games, you got to remember what you're watching is things like how they're going to move in special teams. That's a big fight right now. Who's going to be the return guy? You know, is it going to be D-Rob? Well, if he stops dancing, maybe. But, um, you know, who? what's the depth in uh, the backfield for the defense course, or stuff like that? That's always the case. Yeah. Uh, whatever you do, don't ask me for the over-under. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ned, Ned is still in debt for the uh, last two. Oh, well, for two. Well, uh, <laughs> over two so far. Not a good start for Ned. Um, you know, yesterday really uh, kind of sucked. We lost the uh, drummer for the Rolling Stones, Charlie Watts, and there was another loss in the sports world unless you're an individual who's in and around my age or a basketball historian the name wouldn't mean anything to you but it does resonate very strongly with me and some of the others jerry harkness passed away yesterday at the age of 81 jerry harkness was an all-america at loyola of chicago in 1960s early 60s 1963 is one of the players of the year and he passed away yesterday at the age of 81. Loyola, Chicago, that's the same school that's in the Missouri Valley Conference now, made a Cinderella run right through the NCAA. Of course, didn't have anywhere near the number of teams in it that it does now. But they made a Cinderella run for the national championship my first year in the Navy. And being stationed at Great Lakes, which is about 30 miles north of Chicago, that's all anybody talked about was this small Catholic school in center Chicago making this run. 
what made them unique was the fact that four of the starters were black. That didn't happen back then. The big story was not the fact that they won the national championship beating national champion Cincinnati in overtime. That wasn't the big story. It goes on for a second too, Mike, so stay with me. It was their first round game in the NCAA. Played it in Nashville, Tennessee, that's where the regional was. And Loyola Chicago's first game was against Mississippi State from the Southeastern Conference. Hadn't integrated yet. All white. Players, hey, they were ready. They won. They, this is going to be a great opportunity. Governor of the state said, uh-uh, you guys are not playing those people. Now remember, this is 1963. And he issued a waiver preventing the team from going to the regional. The waiver had to be handed to the head coach, Babe McCarthy. He saw this coming, got out of the state. Drove across the border, couldn't deliver the waiver. Team got on a bus at midnight, drove to Nashville from Starkville, Mississippi, played the game. I remember it so well. The pictures, the photographs of Jerry Harkness, Loyola's ca- uh, captain, shaking hands with Mississippi State's Joe Dan Gold, their captain, at center court in Nashville. There were pictures all over the country and on television of these guys shaking hands. And Harkness says <laughs> it was a great memory for him because he remembers so clearly all the flashbulbs popping. Oh, I, can, I can't even imagine. Hundreds of yeah, them oh, around. at the same time. This was a picture that resonated. Yeah. A white kid from Mississippi shaking hands with a black kid from Chicago. Anyway, Loyola went on to win with the four black starters, and Harkness was their leading scorer and a great player and a great guy. Terrific person. Uh, He passed away yesterday at the age of 81. The Glory Road team, three years later, gets all the glory, so to speak, and the movie picture and all that Mm -hmm. because all five starters were black. This was the one that that started that trend. This is the foundation. It was a a great story. Definitely uh, will be missed. Thanks for uh, telling me that. Um, You know, it's crazy how uh, there are parallels in history because you see uh, all the lengths that a governor would go to do to stop a team from playing a sport, which is just, you look at it now and you're like, that is just so ridiculous. And then you see what's happening in our real world. And you that go, was 60 years hey, guess ago. what? There, you'll be saying the same damn thing about what's happening today, 20 years from now. You know, things are real bad for your team when they just want to talk about re-signing the catcher over the fact that they're just basically digging their own grave and they're not going to get past the regular season. How about this? They sign, and he's very happy about this. Oh, yeah, and, Car- and I am, too. I'm a Cardinals fan. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about it, he too. He signed to a one-year extension for $10 million. That's great. That's the big story. So you would think poetic justice being what it is that the Cardinals would go out and celebrate by winning against the Detroit Tigers. Niet. Not, not even close. That. Detroit Tigers win it by a score of 4-3, and as Mike mentioned, that's really deceptive. The Cardinals scored three runs in the eighth inning to make it close, and it really wasn't. That's not the story. The big story is Jack Flaherty, who made it through two innings and then had to leave the game because of, quote, shoulder stiffness, end quote. This is a guy who's been out much of the year anyway, and here he is trying to come back, had a a good game against the Kansas City Royals, had another good outing in his second start, Pitched about six, seven innings, has his pitch count. Last night he gets through two, gives up back-to-back home runs. The velocity on his pitches was way down. Of course, one of the home runs was Miguel Cabrera, and it was only his 501st career home run. That's excusable. This guy's pretty good. He's <laughs> he knows what he's fame. doing. 
but the fact is that Detroit got off to a 4-0 lead. Flaherty exited the game in the second inning, and there's no word now as to what the damage is, but the damage is the Cardinals losing. They're now 13 games out of first place. Wrong direction. Yeah, it is. Going the wrong direction bad. Yeah, well, you know what? It's uh, been a crazy season. Um, first real season back, and uh, it's definitely not their turn. Maybe they're in a rebuilding year, too. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> Speaking of rebuilding, a team that actually seems like they're going in the right direction, even though they're definitely not going to get past the regular season, they uh, definitely have had a pretty nice little streak. Has that come to an end? It did last night, but it comes to an end at the hands of the Houston Astros, who are very good team. The Kansas City Royals, about whom you're talking, and the Astros won last night 4 nothing. Luis Garcia shuts out Kansas City. I'm glad you said that, though, about the Royals. They are right now in one of those streaky rebuilding surges the team go through. Uh, they had won four in a row, had swept the Chicago Cubs, beaten the Astros. They've beaten some good teams this year. Kansas City can do it, but simply not on a consistent basis. That is where they have to correct their whole scheme of things, and they will in the offseason. Now, how that's done, I'm not into the inner circles of Major League Baseball, but there will have to be some wheeling and dealing and some adjusting of the batting order. Same with the Cardinals. They have to adjust their batting order. Got the people to do it. It's just not there, the chemistry. Well, the Royals will do that. They'll get a whole lot better. I look for them to be a a big pain in the backside of a lot of teams next year, if not a contender. I think they definitely, like I said, are going in the right direction. Um, Speaking of directions, uh, we talked a lot about this uh, possibility of a super conference, and now you've got three big conferences saying, hey, Let's work together, boys. It is, and they signed they signed the pact to have an alliance. Well, yesterday, the athletic directors at many of these schools, well, what is the alliance? Well, we don't know yet. We haven't put that together. <laughs> We're going to be friends. I can assure you it will be, and it's going to involve a change in the schedules probably within the next couple of years for these college teams. Now, it's basically football, and it is the ACC, Atlantic Coast Conference, a very big deal. The Big Ten Conference, which is a very big deal, and the Pac-12, which is a huge... This is These three conferences are forming an alliance. Again, exactly what it means and how it's going to shape up, that remains to be seen. But it will involve inter, inter-scheduling, uh, a difference in recruiting, a difference in the monies being exchanged, and teams that will be capable of playing for a national championship. Keep in mind now, you're talking about some big-time Ohio State is in the Big Ten, obviously, Michigan, Nebraska, ACC. You have Miami, you have Duke, you have uh, Clemson, thank you. This is going to be a big deal in Pac-12, of course, is Southern Cal and UCLA and all the West Coast team. It's interesting to see what happens when they say an alliance. Mike, it's what I've said all along. Going to eventually develop into quadrants. Yep, super conference. And that's what'll happen. Well, and I think that'll that'll be a good thing because then maybe it'll even the playing field a little bit better, especially on the football side of things. Competition is going to get a little bit deeper, and you're going to see more teams in the postseason, which I think is cool. It's all going to end up with them all getting money. Well, <laughs> hey, well that's that's definitely a, a side effect. Just watch out, Ned. Uh, we just need to figure out what we need to take to get some money. Have a great Wednesday. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>